What do you call two guys that were there when this happened? Back to return at Spurlock. Michael Spurlock at the 10. He's to the 20. He's to the 25. Spurlock 30 to the 40-yard line. We could see history. 50, 40 to the 30-yard line. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. There you go. And that 62-yard field goal attempt. It is good. 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 Box beat. Eagles. Who can forget? Again, I'm looking again. Those up the middle. It's intercepted at the Derek 40. Brooks. Derek Brooks, 30. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Derek Brooks, the most valuable player in the National Football League. There it is. The dagger's in. We're going to win the Super Bowl. We call them the Salty Dogs. Hey, Buccaneer fans. Welcome back to another episode of the Salty Dogs. I'm Scott Smith. I'm Jeff Ryan. We're the titular Salty Dogs. Uh, saltier than ever. I said Buck fans. I guess probably you'd, you'd expect people listening to this are probably Buck fans. Well, maybe yeah. some uh, people stumble across the thing and it's about dogs or sailors or something. Well, it also could be um, the competition listening to see if they get any spies uh, in case spies. we drop some good info. Yeah, and say, you know. That would probably be the end of the Salty Dogs podcast <laughs> if we gave info to one of the other teams that was actually of use. <clears throat> anyway, we are not at an end. We are. Barreling on into yep. season two here. Wow. We started last week with a great guest, Sean Murphy Bunting. Bunting. That was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Great kid. Oh. Now we're going to meet another guy. I'm really excited about that. Today our guest is going to be Shaq Barrett. Um, I don't know much about him yet. I don't either. Yeah. And so that, it's going to be good to find out more about him. I was just going to say, that's what makes it fun when you're asking questions and you don't already know the answer. And a lot of times we do know the answer <laughs> yeah, before right. we ask the question. Like when we had like All-Star yeah. and Bronny yeah. Barbara on here, we kind of know what exactly. they're going to say. Uh, you know, Shaq's right in the middle of one of the more interesting uh, developments or competitions or whatever you want to call it at this time of the year, and that's where's the pass rush going to come mm-hmm. from with Jason Pierre-Paul out probably, you know, at least somewhat into the season. And he had 12.5 sacks last year, and that's a big number to take out. Considering we haven't had that in how many years? It had been since Simeon in 2005, yeah. but now we don't have to use that note anymore. No. Uh, it'll be tough, I think, for any of our guys that we got uh, outside of Pierre-Paul to get into double digits, but they could probably do it by committee. And, and you know, you got a lot of – there's been a lot of good talk about Noah Spence and this mm-hmm. defense fitting him better. Um, Shaq Barrett, when he was in Denver, basically his playing time was determined by what else they had. Like, he played a lot in 2017. And then they drafted Bradley Chubb, like, sixth overall. And Bradley Chubb played a ton, so there was less to go around for other guys. And I, and I think that's one of the reasons why he came here, because he was told, not promised, mm-hmm. told there's an opportunity for you to win a starting job perhaps. Uh and get a lot of playing time. I think he's probably looking forward to that. We'll find out. And I think all that's coming true. Yeah. And our fruition. That, I think you got Carl Nassib as one of the starting outside linebackers, as he was basically the starting defensive end last year, opposite Jason Pierre-Paul mm-hmm. for the second half of the year. And The other one, though, I don't know if we're going to have – I mean, we'll, we'll probably put out a depth chart. Uh, this will probably come out on Wednesday, but I think we're going to yeah. put it out on Tuesday. And uh, one of the guys will be listed first there, Noah Spence or Shaq Barrett probably. But I think it's more like – it's really just they're sharing the job. I think the depth chart's not going to really matter a whole lot. Yeah, in the preseason, isn't it kind of? Well, that too. I mean, it's just the I first depth chart doesn't mean anything. I still think we should just do alphabetical order, and then <laughs> no one would know what really is going on. Yeah, I asked Coach Arians for a story uh, on the depth chart that I was doing to coincide with the release of the depth chart, just to give me that quote that I knew he would say, and he did, that the first depth chart doesn't mean anything. No. It's a starting point. It's, you know, it's 
<laughs> I had to get a, go at it a couple times because the first one had some words I'm really not supposed yeah. to publish. But we, we finally ended up with... Can't uh, you do those little dot, little uh, asterisks? <laughs> yeah, go, I suppose. Boop, 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 and then we, we can fill in the blank. We settled really, on crap. Because they're only four-letter words, so it's <laughs> pretty easy. Most exactly four. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, but then your mind fills it in, uh-huh. you know, and you know what he said. So, in any case... Uh, you know, that's one of the big things going on in training camp. What is now, I think, where we've hit in training camp now is that time when guys start getting injuries. Mm. We it, it, First couple days. I'm, I'm not going to what I'm not saying. No. You know, I'm not jinxing, but no, they're already no, happening. No, no, I know. I know. It just, it, it, it's the nature of the beast. No matter what you do, it's it creeps up. Yeah, you, usually the first week of training camp, you get one of two things. Either first four or five practices. Either you're, you're saying, wow. Uh, I can't believe there's like nobody hurt. Everybody's doing great. Mm-hmm. Nobody's dinged up. Or you get that one huge injury, like um, the Bengals had AJ Green right mm-hmm. off the bat, right? Total. Hmm? I said total injury. Yeah, and so you either get like one or, or or maybe a couple really bad ones, or you make it through the first week thinking, man, we're in great shape. Right. Second week is always the same. These guys Killer. start going down, and not necessarily major things. No, no. But I think it's also because they haven't. They're not football strong yet. Yeah, they're getting, they're rounding into shape, mm-hmm. and and plus, just freaky things can happen. Uh, we all know that Levante David's going to be on the shelf for a little while, but it's one of those things where you breathe a little sigh of relief right in the middle of. Uh, you're listening to Coach Arians discussing, giving us the information, yes. and during his answer, you go from terror to relief, like while he's talking, because he says Levante David had a knee procedure, and you're like, oh no. But it's a, it's not a big deal. He right. is is it's you know it's he should be back for the regular season. And you're like, right. <laughs> right? Yes. Because we're all so excited to see that Levante David Devin White pairing. I mean, it could is be the best a, set of inside linebackers. I was, in the I was just going to say, is there anything more exciting than that other than to see if we get a running game? Well, yeah, that's looking pretty good. Although yes. it's hard to tell in training camp, but it, when they've hit live, Brown mm-hmm. Jones look really good. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're going to have if you're going to have a little procedure, as as Bruce said. It, the time would be is in training camp because I'm really not too sure if, if Levante needs. He probably doesn't need yeah. it. Although it is a new defense. Well, that's true. But it's a mental defense. He's smart. Mm-hmm. He'll be fine. So you gotta you got to work on that aspect. It's a torn meniscus. Uh, yes. and, and as you know, that's not the reason that's not a big deal is they, they generally don't repair those. No. They just go in there and clean up the frayed edges. So, you know, when you get a ligament tear and you repair it like an ACL, then you have months and months and months where it has to – you have to let it heal and rehab it and get it back to strength, whereas – Torn meniscus is is just cleaning up the frayed edges, and mm-hmm. within a few weeks, you're usually fine. I'm not Often a doctor, and I'm not I'm yeah. not claiming when I know Levante's going to be back. But Bruce said it would not endanger his regular season. If all mm-hmm. is is what they say it is, it shouldn't be long at all. I mean, twenty years ago, you'd be in big trouble, but not so much now. <laughs> yeah, well, now it's you know that's arthroscopic surgery. Yes, so I've had it. I don't know if you've, you've had it. No, no, I've had surgery, it's but pretty not easy that stuff. One. Pretty no. easy stuff. No, as far as surgeries go. Yep, and that's good because we do need Levante. Okay, now another thing we talked about on our last uh, episode that I think is worth bringing up again is these kickers are destroying the ball. <laughs> you know, we were talking, I don't, I think you and I were talking, or I was talking to somebody, maybe it was someone in the communication department about, I feel kind of, I don't, I don't want to say ridiculous, I just feel like when you go to training camp, you usually don't get jacked up because you got a good <laughs> kicking duel going on. But in fairness... We've had our struggles in the kicking department. I hadn't noticed. No. I, I know I'm bringing something up that probably is shocking many, many people. But to see two guys, and I think my personal opinion for what it's worth, whoever wins 
the other guy's going to get picked up. Yeah, yeah, that's no what question. you said last week. And yeah. certainly on the basis of their their performance, they deserve to be. And it's fun to watch. <clears throat> One, I, they're both doing great. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Gay, the rookie, it, it's, it's interesting because if he wins the job, not only could we potentially have our best kicking game in about seven or eight years, but we might have a weapon we haven't had and most teams don't have, and a guy that you can really honestly line up for a 60-yard kick and think he's probably going to make it. Mm-hmm. He did the other day of practice, and it was a move-the-ball drill. Right. So they got to, like, the 44. <laughs> That's usually not close enough to go for it um, because you basically the formula is you add 18 yards because you got 10 yards for the end zone, and the snap is about 8 yards. So that's a 62-yard kick. You get to the 44 in a game, you're not usually close enough, but they sent him out there, and he made the 62-yarder. And that's good to know because – And generally when he makes yep. them, they're right down the middle. They're just booming shots. And if you you know if you go back and look at history, just look at last year where one kick made a difference in a bunch of games. Yeah, a yeah. bunch of games. And uh, that's just a weapon that you don't you don't expect to have as a guy who you can actually realistically send him out there for a sixty two yard. Kick. Yeah, and I'm not saying that 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 Gray's going to win, but I will say that if he does, we'll probably have the largest uh, punter, <laughs> kicker, and long snapper. And yeah, Bradley's in a long tall. time. Yeah, they got some big boys there. Yeah, Matt Gay is a, is a yeah he's a solid kicker like and Sebastian Janikowski. He, he'd be great for a fake punt because he's a big guy to take down. The place kicker would be great no, for a fake punt. The kicker, oh the Bradley Pinion. Yeah. Um. So anyway, the other thing about Matt Gay though is he has on occasion missed a couple extra point or extra point length kicks, and obviously that's what the coach needs to make. He's got to do that first. Well, and he also, in all fairness to everything going on, he hasn't done anything in the game yet. That's true, and that, too. And that changes. So when preseason yep. starts on Friday in Pittsburgh, it all hey, changes because yep. we've been down this road. We've <laughs> seen this movie. Will there be a different ending? We'll find out. Maybe it's like one of those where they have like multiple, multiple, multiple endings. Yeah. And so you have to pick which one you like. Oh, pick your own adventure, choose your own adventure, sure. type of thing. Or yeah. didn't didn't Clue have like eight different? Yeah, endings? you go to the end, and then you you go watch that ending, and yeah. then you go back, and then they show you another way it could have <laughs> ended. Or you show it to a focus group before you release your movie, and they don't like it, so you change the ending. Whether well, like they that. did with I Am Legend and some other movies. Yes, yes. Uh, so maybe maybe at the end of the preseason, if we don't like the ending, we'll change it. We can just change. I it I have post. a I, I call. Uh, you, can we do that? Yes, because I have a sneaky suspicion since uh, Bruce made the comment that if you make one error in a game, that's okay. But if the, if you're making five mental errors in a game, I'm going to find someone else. So I have a, I have a sneaky <laughs> suspicion if you can't do your job, you won't any around. position, you're right. not going to be around. So, uh, Jameis Winston spoke on Tuesday morning, mm-hmm. uh, just a regular you know, rotation of guys at the podium. And uh, one of the things he said – uh, without being prompted, actually, was that Alex Kappa has been, he used the word dominant, which I was really glad to hear because it's hard to really get a great feel for the offensive lineman, mm-hmm. especially a new guy. And that's the question mark on the offensive line is the right guard spot. And, you know, Caleb Benenock was there last year, and, and now he's he's probably back where he should be at tackle. It really didn't go well, and that was the one spot where we really struggled. So you feel good about Ali Marpet, obviously. You feel mm-hmm. good about Ryan Jensen. I know this team really likes Donovan yep. Smith. Yep. Um, DeMar Dotson has been so solid for so long. But So you feel pretty good about the line, except, as you know, I'll use the cliche, uh, a chain, a line, is only as good as his weakest link. So right. if you have four guys you like and one that's struggling, that can be a problem. It, it becomes the depth issue. Yeah, that too. So if you can put a guy in there now, right guard, that's really doing well, mm-hmm. th- this offensive line could have a chance to be outstanding this year. And you were talking about the running game, and that's where it starts. It does. And it seemed to – I mean, 
it's really hard because after you watch it so much in practice and as much as we're here and as much as you see, you know, on one side you go, oh, the offense is doing really well. We've talked about this. And then you go, but wait a minute, that's against my defense. So, right. what, you know, so I think what I like to look at is are they in the position where they're supposed to be okay. to make the play? Are are you mentally are you mentally yeah. in the game? Are you are you going where the play called you to go? Right. And, it seems like our young DBs are good at that. They're yes. doing well in that regard. Yes, they're they are not starting a, to get dinged up though. There are a yes. couple guys are getting a little, well as much as they're flying injuries. around. Holy smokes! Right. I, I, it's been a long time since I've seen a, a a camp at this fast a pace. Oh, okay. Would you agree or no? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. It's well, they get through practices faster than the schedule says mm-hmm. they should. Yes. On most days, so that's generally. As I think Bruce Arians actually said that one time. He's like, "Hey, when we're finishing what's supposed to be two hours and thirty minutes and two hours and ten or fifteen, that means we're really we're doing the tempo the way I want it, and we're not doing it over again." Oh yeah, that's a good point. That is a good point. You're welcome. All right, should we get to our guest? Have we talked about? Did you is there anything else you want to cover before we do that? No. If it, if uh, people are wondering if it, uh, we're, we're doing the salty dogs in my office. Today. This is our Jeff. It's yes. our auxiliary studio. Yes. It's, uh, it's one it's of our many. Windows. It's got it's windows, windows, so yeah, it's you nice. can see who's coming and going. So. <laughs> yeah, we've got a lot of exit. we got the just, one in London, yeah, just so, over there. we yeah. got Tokyo. Yeah. we got, we got studios all over the place. Just so you know that uh, many, many um, great Buccaneers have been in here doing a, a podcast. Tony oh, Dungy last year. going to do year. some name dropping for well, us now, Tony Jeff. Dungy did his in here. Rondé right. used to do stuff in here all the time. That's really exciting. Um, John Gruden, which, by the way, Hard Knocks tonight. Oh, is that start Today tonight? is Tuesday. Yes, oh. the first edition of Hard Knocks. Oh, fantastic! Yes, I'm, I I usually Hard Knocks with John Gruden and the Raiders and yeah. Antonio Brown and and what don't they have like Vontez Burfict too and yeah. Richie Incognito? I, I always I always watch Hard Knocks, but I don't necessarily watch it on the first run. You know, I don't sure. necessarily see it on that particular night it it debuts. Tonight I am. You plan on Even if I have to be here in, in the office. Right. I don't, I don't have HBO at home. I'd have to stay here if I was going to watch it. Really? Yep. Well, I guess you'll. Well, we have practice till 630. What time does it come on? I think it comes on at 10. Oh, that's a, that's a long time to wait. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. Um, you know, we had our knocks ourselves, and it was an, it it was was an interesting experience. Yeah, it's different. I don't think I'd want to do it again. I don't think the team would want to do it again. No, but I will say that they are... Um, they're not as intrusive as you think they would be. That's absolutely true. And they're probably some of the nicest people you yeah. will meet. And it very, was easy. Yeah, very respectful of everybody's job and what's going on. Yeah. And yeah. So, okay, let's right. get uh, let's get Shaq in here, and and we'll go on to the next one. We got a lot to talk about with him because, cool. like we said, we we don't really know him very well yet. Nope. But I have talked to him several times. And he seems like a really nice. I guy. this first time I'm I hope he doesn't him. disabuse me of that notion. Well, we'll see. All right, we'll be back in just a minute on the Salty Dogs. The Salty Dogs. And we're back here on the Salty Dogs, segment two. Um, and that's always our favorite part because we I'm, get to yeah. we get a guest in here. And, I'm excited. And, and we started out the new year uh, by trying to meet and get to know some of the new guys. So we had rookie Sean Murphy Bunning yep. last time. And now I'm very excited to introduce Shaq Barrett, one of the big free agent acquisitions for us yes. in this offseason. Shaq, thanks for taking time here. Oh, no, no problem at all. I appreciate you guys having me on. And he, he came from Denver. Right. So that Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. that. You signed about five days into free agency period yeah uh what was that like did you talk to other teams how did that whole process go for you so let's see i did take a visit to cincinnati 
and uh, uh, almost was going to sign to Cincinnati. You don't want to live in Cincinnati, man. I heard terrible food. I heard. Yeah, I heard that is not. (laughs) (laughs) I heard that is actually nice, but I heard that. It's not actually Cincinnati's, like Kentucky or something that people. Well, it's probably true. It's, it's a hard go when you go to Cincinnati. You have to fly into um, Kentucky. The airport actually okay. is in Kentucky. Yeah, Tampa's definitely nicer. Right? Yeah, yeah, I loved, I love it down here. I'm happy I made the right decision. Good deal. So, wh- what was it about here that you liked? Uh, the honesty in the coaches, and then uh, the opportunity. I was just want the opportunity to come play, improve myself, and make some money <laughs> and yeah. that's what I'm getting all down here opportunity getting the most money I've ever made so far in my career and there's a a young team so we are we are everybody on up and up and there's a lot of growing we could do here and I just want to be a part of it what Something do you special. mean about the honesty what did they say to you that struck you as just honest? they were like not to say that Denver wasn't honest but like they wouldn't like just tell you exactly how it is how it is and stuff like that like and that's what they do here. Like, just when I talk to Bulls the first time on the phone, BA, like, just straightforward with me, just saying, like, I got an opportunity here. He, like, didn't say that I'm going to be a starter by any chance, like, by any stretch. But, but he said, like, yeah. But, yeah. As long as I, I just had to come out here and just prove myself and just earn a job. And I like that. That's different for my career so far. You you probably feel differently. Um, I'm sure you'd love to be able to call yourself a starter, win a starting job, but it, it, <clears> to me, it might not even matter a whole lot. Who, as long as you're playing a lot, right? Isn't, yeah. isn't it reps that really yeah, matter? Yeah, I just want to be the guy in the game at the end of the game to be able to make that game change and game save and game win and play. Okay. So how's it been going so far? Oh, poor practice going good. I've yeah. been picking up the playbook pretty good. Still, it's a three four, but it's a lot of different stuff than the three four I was playing before. Well, you're you're a Colorado State guy, so the the weather's starting to affect <laughs> you a little bit, or you or or because you're at sea level now, you have more energy than anybody. It feels like I go run, but the heat is just beating me up. Yeah. it's beating me up. But today wasn't bad. I'm kind of getting used to it, but it feels like. Whew, like is yeah, it is it's, it, it's hot is it <laughs> is it hotter than you thought it would i mean everybody tells you what it's going to be like yeah sometimes like some days it does get up there like well, we need to go on the indoor today but then we're going to indoor still be <laughs> turn the AC off too. <laughs> yeah but yeah it, nice to you guys at all it gets real hot but uh i like playing in the heat i found it like kind of a personal study that i play better in the heat Interesting. yeah even though I play cool in the cold, too, because I'm never cold because we got jackets, we got heaters. Right. So, right. So it's not like heat. Like, I don't think the weather affects anything, but for me personal. Well, that's good. You, you know, you came in from, like you said, Colorado State um, and undrafted with the, the Broncos and spent that first year on practice squad, right? Mm-hmm. But then this is, okay, so you guys, you're going through a training camp right now, and soon preseason games will start, and a lot of young guys, including some that are undrafted, are really going to be trying to make a name for themselves. That 2015 preseason, you had you just really blew up, right? Mm-hmm. And then, so a guy that had been on the practice squad the year before has a great preseason, and then you became a big part of their rotation on defense, like right away, right? Right. So I mean, you could probably tell guys here, like you can, this can happen, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm always talking to our younger guys, uh, Kaz and Kenny. Okay. Giving them advice, uh, helping them on like pass rush moves, run block, run protection moves, well, not protection, but run moves. And uh, I'm just letting them know, like, listen, like, rookie year is your hardest year by far. Okay. And then when you usually come in, your head be spinning. Yeah. Like, that's why my rookie year was so hard for me because my head was spinning. I never got comfortable with the defense. Okay. And then once you finally get comfortable and actually just be able to play and read and react, that's why you saw, like, the 2015 preseason was a little bit better than mm-hmm. – 
or a lot better yeah, <laughs> than yeah. they used to before. So uh, it's just all about comfortability. So I tell them like just like use your keys, like slow the game down by using keys. You can tow pass, run from the tackle, from the position of the running back, the down and distance. You can uh, tell a play. You can tell when the ball gonna be snapped by usually by the uh, play clock or how much time's left. So if you can slow the, you got ways to slow the game down for yourself. So I just been doing that and it's been helping me. How much of, of recognizing little <coughs> things that tip you off? is, like, conscious and how much you, at this point you just – like if a, a lineman, an offensive lineman, maybe he's leaned back a little bit in his stance or something, and you think, oh, he's probably going to be past – Yeah, yeah, I use those. I use all those. But, I mean, do you actually those. consciously process yeah. it, or is it, or is it just like you don't even realize you figured it out? You you think about it. You yeah, I, it. yeah, I process it, That's yeah. That's interesting. And I, yeah. I mean, I'm doing it right now because, you know, I haven't played football or, like, football, football in a while, so I okay. got to make sure I got all my keys down, but – Probably, I probably don't pay attention to it like after being a week, couple so weeks and few weeks in, yeah, because I, I know that's like my progression. I thought he meant he was doing it right now, like right yeah. now, like he didn't know if I was going to come across the table. I thought he was like, <laughs> better you than me. I'm just, but, that, that 2015 season we're talking yeah. about, you know how that season ended, right? Shaq knows how it ended. How did it end? He does. Oh, he's got a tattoo. No yeah, ring. Oh, right. <laughs> I, I did have a ring as my screensaver, uh-huh. okay. but uh, my daughter. Took a perfect picture, yeah. perfect pose, so you're, she had to replace okay, it. Okay, that's, that's a good decision. <laughs> you're 26 years old. Yeah. You're, you got a lot of playing time left. That's the plan. And the interesting part, I, what I thought when I, I did a little research, is that, you know, you're in you're in here for a one-year deal. Mm-hmm. But we've seen guys come in, like a Simeon Rice came in. He bet on himself. So you're betting on your, your confidence. You bet on yourself. Because you spent your – most of your life, I believe, in Colorado. Well, you, you know, Nebraska, Nebraska, too, right? but yeah, yeah, but, one year. But your family's in Colorado. Yeah, yep. Okay. So coming here, when you move, you not only change teams, you're changing the whole. So what's that like? I mean, everybody goes, ah, oh, you just go to another <clears> team. But what is it that, for you personally, how are you changing your personal life now? Yeah, it's uh something we're still dealing with right now, but it's a. Uh, that's the only part that really sucks about having to relocate and change teams because every that's everything we know is there. My kids, school, my yeah. wife, friends. Yep. She started uh, interning down there. Oh, good. Like, everything was there. We had our routine. We had our plans. Now we got to come down here, move down here, furnish an apartment, and put the kids in school mm-hmm. down here. Even though the kids great sports about it. They sure. all oh, want to move down. They love Florida. Oh, so that makes it easier, but – School starts next yeah. week. Yeah, it, it's uh, because it, you know when you're a fan, you just go, oh, you know, you go here, trade this guy, move this guy, you know, oh, they're oh, pieces. Yeah, you're just pieces, but the, the human aspect yeah. of it all, and, yeah. and you have a supportive wife because she mm-hmm. she's all in. Yeah, and if you don't have like no family, no kids, it's easier to just to pick up and move. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, I'm three deep and I'm married. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got married eight, while you were still years, in college, yeah. right? What, yeah. What, uh, wow. What are their ages? Seven is uh, Shaq Jr., Braylon is six, and my daughter Leah is four. Oh, who man. I asked as we were walking in because her name is spelled the same as that former singer uh-huh. who died in the car in the plane wreck. Aaliyah. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. After her, right? That's yeah. where you got it from. That's yeah. pretty cool. Really? Mm-hmm. I saw that you were a wrestler in high school. Yeah, I wrestled uh, like, my whole <laughs> career all the way up into college. Like championship level type stuff? Yeah. yeah. Uh, my senior year, I won. Junior year, I think I took fifth. In the state, is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah. And senior year, I took first in state. 
Uh, does that help you at all? Do you feel like that helped your game? Uh, initially, it does and do, but now I've been doing both of them for so long, I can't even recognize what's coming from wrestling and like a long time of wrestling, what's coming from football. <laughs> I can't wait to see your takedown move. <laughs> no, yeah, I had, I had a nice little takedown. There's a lot of rules against that these days. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes it, if it happens, it'll be great because then we'll say, oh, that's from wrestling. Mm -hmm. so, Just hopefully no FedEx come with it. Yeah. <laughs> Meaning FedEx is fine. I know what, I know what you do. Okay. You have to realize that yes, you're doing the a audience the fans. doesn't yeah. always know what FedEx means. You, mm -hmm. um, you came here uh, when you signed here. It was in March, and at that point, one of the key guys that was going to play what they'd call outside linebacker now was Jason Pierre-Paul, mm -hmm. and then he subsequently had the neck injury, and, and we don't know when, exactly when we'll be back. But So now people want to know where's the pass rush going to come from in his absence, and there's a lot of you guys that could really step up and produce big. And it, Do you think it's going to take like all of you, like four or five guys, to really make this pass rush work, or, or is it going to be a rotation? I don't know what it's going to be right now, but yeah. I know right now we have a lot of guys who could come in and contribute. They do it in practice every day, and they all shown that they can help the defense, can help the team. So it's just up to the coaches to have confidence in them guys and put them in. But I know everybody's going to be ready. Everybody want their opportunity. Everybody want their shot. So we all we all working together trying to get better as a group and show that we we will miss JPP. We I haven't met. I haven't even met him yet. But we will meet miss him. He's a great player, great athlete. And we uh, just want to try our best to fill his void. It's really exciting to hear a new guy come in and be as jacked up about a team. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, it feels I, good. I wish yeah. I wish we had a camera right now because <laughs> the smile on his face when he said we're going to be good. I think that's what fans want to hear. Yeah, yeah, this is yeah. I love it here. They want me here. I want to be here. That's good. And That's it. That's the yeah. best way. You, I saw you chasing the quarterback on the very last pay practice there. Yeah, man, I didn't get him. You did. <laughs> but even if you had gotten him, they would have acted like you didn't get him. Yeah. Right? That's how now, practice are you gonna works. Think, are you going to drive home tonight and think about or, or drive to the hotel tonight? Or are you going to think, damn, I should have got him? No, not that one. That okay. one's a tough play. Right. Yeah, I mean, you were yeah. back there right away. I don't yeah. know what more you could have done. Yeah, that one's a tough one. But if it's something like – me actually looking in the mirror and mm. thinking about something that I messed up, I think about that for a long time because I just, I just, you know, I got the highest expectations for myself, so I expect perfection for myself. So, yeah, so I'll be super hard on myself even when it's something that I, I did decent or good. Nah, I, I got to make the best, the best perfect play that I can make instead of getting a sack. I want to get a strip sack, yep. not recovering it, recover it, get set some points. So I just got to. Do you, affect the game. Do you have a dance? You have a if you get a sack. Is there anything that you do special or not anything special? Okay. But I will do stuff. Okay, we will know what happened. <laughs> yes, I will. Well, I hope I hope we're yelling a, a sack many times. Shack, sack, shack. Yeah. Oh yeah, It'll we can go like with both. a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. sack Barrett. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I gotta get a lot. I need at least. I can't have be sack Barrett until I get eight sacks. Eight. A minimum eight. of eight. A minimum of eight. You yeah. know, if you just and we'll let you get out of here in just a second, but. You, if you look at your stats from the last couple of years, uh, I, I looked at snap counts, you know, because the situation was different from year to year. Mm -hmm. And your snap counts last year were like 40 percent of the previous year, yet your production was almost the same. Mm -hmm. So that tells me that you were still playing at the same level, if not better, last year. And now you just now if you just get the more snaps, there's going to be more production, right? Yeah, just that's all I got to do is just be consistent because it was uh, I was starting for about six games or seven games like two years ago. Yeah. I started off hot, but then the consistency, I uh, okay. I don't know what happened, but 
for like three games. I'm still I'm making plays affecting, but I wasn't getting no sacks. Okay. I'm getting pressure and stuff, but like you know, we judge our position by a sack. Sure. So I wasn't able to get so, as many as I wanted, but I learned a whole bunch from that season. So now I'm ready to put everything in motion and make everything work for me and ready to just awesome. have that consistency. We're looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah I'm excited. Too. I can't. Hey, I'm excited I mean, too. You know, usually by this time we've been here all day and we're kind of dragging butt. But after you know, talking with him, I'm, I don't know, I'm excited. Speak to yourself. I'm always, <laughs> always, uh, you're just like I'm a, always yeah, always yeah you're, you're just right there. <laughs> all right, a regular firecracker you are. Jack, thanks so much. For, thanks. For, we appreciate. We really appreciate it. it. Yeah, thanks for chance. having me on. Yeah, it gives a chance our fans a chance to. Someone Get to know new. some of the yeah, new guys. Yeah, we'll be some yeah. of the guys are going to be cheering for soon. Thanks again. Yeah, yeah, no problem. The Salty Dogs. And we're back again for our final segment here on the Salty Dogs. We just spoke with Shaq Barrett for a little while. He like was him. as entertaining as I thought he would yeah, be. Yeah, I yeah. like him. Good addition. You can tell it wasn't his first interview. I've brought this up before. Uh, so I don't know if it was on Salty Dogs or not. But I think he's the type of free agent signing that I like. And they don't all work out. We've certainly had our share of here that didn't work out. But we've had ones that did, too, like mm-hmm. Vincent Jackson mm-hmm. and guys like that. But um, I, I compare it to the Hardy Nickerson signing, which was actually the very first year of free agency. true free agency. Right. Um, he was a guy that was playing well for the team he was on, still fairly young, playing well for the team he was on, but came to another team where he would have a much bigger role. And you know what happened. I mean, Hardy Nickerson went from a good player in Pittsburgh to the perfect role here, and just he became a superstar. Correct. And uh, one of my favorite players of all yes. time. Uh, and so that's what Shaq, you know, he had uh-huh. – they liked him in in uh, in, in Denver, uh, in, and there were varying amounts of playing time from year to year, but when he played, he, he produced. Yeah. And uh, that's what we expect him to do here. And sometimes it is a numbers game. It's a nice numbers game to have, that you have a good player that you may yeah, right, you know, be right. able to replace with a someone younger and that you feel yeah, has I'm, more potential. I, I think if you're Denver and Bradley Chubb is sitting there, you, you take him. Yeah. And then when Bradley Chubb arrives and they already have Von Miller, anybody else in that rotation is mm. clearly going to get fewer snaps. Yeah. So, Okay, let's get to the questions what do we here. Got? We so, got, I got three. So now, remember mean, last week, we didn't have any fan questions because we kind of dropped that first episode on right. without any warning, so sure. nobody knew to send in questions. Sure. Uh, that, and so we just answered, like, Twitter stuff. Uh, but people listen because now we have questions. Now, I will admit that all three of them came from people who have submitted questions before. As I recognize all these names. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. That's kind of how welcome. we just started off. Welcome back. Welcome back. But uh, I think soon in the weeks to come, we'll start getting more variety. Yes. Uh, so anyway, these three guys will all get their questions read. Okay. As usual, I have looked at these already. Of course. Jeff is coming in blind. I Yeah, I like it this way. I was going to send them to you, and I thought, nah. That's not what he wants. Nope. Hi, guys, and welcome back. You have been missed. This is Gary from the UK. Nice. Gary Bodily. I asked you this last year, and as the Bucks have a new coaching staff, I thought I'd ask it again. I'll slightly rephrase it, though. Mm. Do you think that the offense this year, by the way, offense with a C, that's one of the ways you know it's coming from. Yes across the pond, mm-hmm. will be more adventurous. Last year, I asked if you thought there would be any trick plays. I love the flea flicker, but we didn't see one under Cutter. Thanks, guys. See you in London. Gary Bodley. He likes colorful plays with a U. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, there is no color or anything like that that I could find the U in, so the rest of the words were as we would expect yes. it over here. Um, um, yeah, we we discussed this many times. Yep. Dirk Carter really did not, obviously, did not care for trick plays. No. He virtually never used them. But Dirk moved the ball up oh. and down the field. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, his the, the only Achilles heel there was in the red zone. Yeah, we had some red zone struggles. Uh, but if, I think a lot of the times that was just execution. Mm-hmm. It wasn't play calling. No, no. Um, 
Yeah, no, I don't. That's not an indictment of Dirk Cutter's offense at no. all. We we broke most of our team records last year, and but we, he didn't do trick plays. Nope. And I'm sure some coaches are like, they're like, why am I going to waste my time on trick plays when I know these actual plays work? I think I love them though. Yeah, I love them too. And and when you do a trick play, you know, it's only good for one time because now it's on tape, and anybody you're facing will always say, "Watch out for." That trick play. Which is makes it even more amazing that during the Greg Schiano years, which we love to talk about here, we actually ran that really weird fake field goal twice mm-hmm. where our field goal kicker rolled way over to the right and then tried to throw a really long pass down mm-hmm. like 40 yards down to the other corner. Yeah. It didn't come close to working the first time. Nope. And we ran it again, and it didn't come close to working. I would say that pretty much sums up his coaching here. <laughs> That's all we need to say about that. Okay. Uh, yeah, Dirk, I mean, by just by process of replacing Dirk, Dirk, pretty much any coach coming in here is probably going to be more prone to trick plays because I don't think there's any you could be any less. Yeah, uh, he doesn't doesn't he seem like the type who would run him? I actually tried to go through and it wasn't for this it was for something else. Go through his years in Arizona and see if I could find trick plays, but it's hard to do from just reading play by plays and stuff. Mm-hmm. I like I think I'd find one, but it wasn't really a trick play. It was like a play that broke down or something mm-hmm. like that. You know what more I'm saying? Most likely. There was a few. There's a few punter passes and things like that. It, 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 it to me that this coaching staff, and I mean, without a better term that I have, is more old school. It's old, old school, well, yeah. as in what they do, how they do it. So, if they've got a trick play, I don't think we're going to see it until we really? actually see it. Yeah. No, oh, you mean we won't see? Yeah. It. No risk it, no biscuit, Jeff. Mm-hmm. I think that could apply to trick plays. Yeah. I hope we see some. I love them. I think they work more often than not. Yep. And even you know the flea flicker is a pretty easy trick play that yeah. everybody can can learn in one practice. And you never get tired of watching it. I just think the flea flicker, the key to the, to to running a flea flicker is, you know, what you want is the toss back from the running back and the safeties at this point have all come running up and the receiver has, has streaked right down the middle of the field and he's wide open deep. Yep. I think we did one with Tyquan Underwood that worked really well, Mike Lennon and Tyquan Underwood. Yes, uh, in New Orleans, I think. Uh, but sometimes the safeties don't bite, and then that guy's not open, and then you're like, your quarterback, oh, what you need to do then is you need to have a second guy that runs like an intermediate route. And maybe you only get 20 yards, and it doesn't feel like a big win from a trick play, but at but, least the play still works, and your quarterback doesn't get sacked. Moving down the field's everything. <clears throat> so that's uh, a lesson for all the coaches out there. Yep. Put in a secondary intermediate route. Yep. When you're running a flea flicker, you're welcome. Have an option. All right, next question, also from a person we've got questions from before named Alexander Nascimento. Remember him? Mm. I do. I think he's from he's from somewhere in South America, I believe. Mm-hmm. First of all, congratulations on your second season of Salty Dogs. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciated the first one, and I hope you guys can be even better this year. Well, I hope so too. Yeah. I don't think there's any question. Well, has I'm to, confident. You 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 have to improve. You can't yeah. stay the same. You right. either get better, or you, you get, get worse. worse every day. Yes. Yeah. We, as you can see, we've been around football players and yes. coaches a lot. That's in our Tony lives Dungy's because we hear that all the time. I'm really happy to inform you that my family and I will be. Able to attend our first Bucks game ever on December 29th. Nice. Well, I mean, I'm happy they're going. I don't, I'm not sure why it's important for you and me to be informed, but that's good for him. Well, if he's coming, maybe, uh, you know, he wants us to know he's there. Yeah. And well, and I confess I'm having some trouble sleeping, imagining how it, how it would be that experience. That's funny. That's <laughs> cute. That's like four months from now, though. So he, he should probably come down or he's going to be gonna, a zombie by the time he's either going to be really, really excited or <laughs> he's going to be really, really excited either way. Yeah, if it's his take first some game. If it's his first game. Are we going to be playing our playoff? Are we going to be playing for our playoff spot on that we... day? Are, are we going to be playing for home? I think these are rhetorical okay, questions. Go ahead. Are we going playing for home field advantage? Okay. And he says, am I going to be able to see anyone from the Bucks and the whereabouts? I mean, I think you're going to see some players and coaches probably sure. if you're at the game. Yeah. It's a good chance you'll see players yes. on the field playing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, with that in mind, 
can you guys remember the first time you went to your favorite, also favorite spelled the British way uh, with, a with a U, team game? Was it a nice experience? Since you did, thanks for reading. Oh, by the way, any must-do thing at game day that I should know about? So two questions here. The first time you went to a game for your favorite team, and uh, can we give him any advice of something he should do? While he's um, before um, doing this professionally? Yeah. Or just, I, I mean, just... I think so. Okay. Um, I remember going to the 79 season. Um, it was against Kansas City in a rainstorm monsoon and yeah. the Bucks. Yeah, for you, this is your favorite team, even before you worked here, right? Football? Um, or it became it? Well, no. It became it. Because you went on a date with your, your future wife. Correct. Yes. But the, um, my favorite team was the Raiders. Did you go to any of their games? Uh, no. But I also, my dad was a big Steeler fan, so hmm. that was another thing. Your allegiances were and I And I lived in Chicago, so there was the Bears. <laughs> so, I, you know, I'm you all over the board. Agent. You know, but, but as, as my first NFL game that I went to. Okay. Okay, that was my, it was. It was uh, that Kansas City game? The, yeah. The three well, it wasn't the first one, but that was, that was the, the one, one that remember? I remember the most. Well, I should think so, because you're getting soaked. Yeah, there, soaking so. wet. Uh, Rivers running down the steps yep. of Old Tamp Stadium. Uh, Jerry Eckwood was running down the sideline and dropped the ball. <laughs> I don't remember this game, but it's true. He did. Uh, won by a field. I think it was three. Neil, Neil O'Donohue. Yeah, Neil O'Donohue, yes. But that was a very, you know, that was from worst to first season. Kansas City gained 90 yards of offense in that game. Mm -hmm. 90 the entire game. Mm -hmm. So, um, very exciting. It, it's funny. Uh, now, as a professional, my most exciting game was the championship game. Um, in Philly? Yeah. Yeah, that was my that was mine. Um, Yours? He didn't ask for most exciting though. He said oh. first one. I I grew up in St. Louis, uh, and the Cardinals were there at the time football, but St. Louis is a, definitely a baseball town. And even though I liked football in addition to baseball, I never went to a single Cardinals game, not hmm. one time in my life. Hmm. Uh, however, we we did go to Cardinals baseball games. Yes, I don't remember the first one. My really first memory that really sticks with me is when they were when they won the 1982 World Series, and I would have been 13, mm -hmm. and I went running outside my house and was just yelling to the neighborhood <laughs> when they won the final game. Um, but I don't have that a real damn good... damn Smith boy out there <laughs> running around again. The football, the first NFL game I went to was the first game of 92 here. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because I'd never been to an NFL game before. Really? I still haven't been to an NFL game as a fan. Mm -hmm. So we started off really well. That was Sam White's first year. We yes. beat... Um, we beat, I think, Arizona and Green Bay, and we beat them pretty badly. And we in the Green Bay game, we knocked Brett Favre out. Mm -hmm. No, no, we knocked out Don Mikowski. Right. Brett Favre threw yeah. his first NFL pass here in Old Tampa Stadium. And Magic completed man. His very first pass was completed to? Um, Brett Favre's very first pass was completed to? Brett Favre. Because the ball was tipped and then he <laughs> caught it. Oh, that's I have good. a lot of useless information. Wow, you do. There's there. a lot of stuff up there. <laughs> <laughs> Just let it out, my friend. It's not important at all. Uh, no, so that's it about is. it on that one. I like that. That's interesting. Okay. One more question from okay. um, Chris. I think he's also from London. Salty Dogs, glad that you're back in action. Will you be in London for the international game? Yep. 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 If so... Okay, so he's just going to give okay. us some advice first. He does right. have a question eventually. Okay. If so, there's a place called Lord Nelson's, and they serve what is called a salty dog. I think we got to go there. We should really? we should try to do a podcast from there. Basically, what it is is deep fried hot dog with all the fixings. That doesn't sound great, but I'd be willing to try it. It's called the salty dog, and it's a deep fried hot dog with all the fixings. I mean, I'd be willing to try it. 
I mean, why not? I mean, I'm not crazy about hot dogs, but generally everything you fry tastes better after some. Oh fried. yeah, I mean, how can you go wrong? It's good for you too. Salty dogs. Oh, you're looking it up. Yeah, it, Lord Nelson's is the place. Oh, Lord Nelson. Lord Nelson's is the place. The salty dog is the food. I'm going to continue on while you. Uh-huh. That's another nice thing about being in our auxiliary studio here. You can you can look information up on your computer. I think you would enjoy it. Also, good pub food if you're into that. I mean, but isn't that what is all over London? Like you can't uh-huh. swing a dead cat without hitting a pub with fish and chips and shepherd's pie. It's a quirky, colorful, quirky, colorful pub. Yeah, that's what they, they, they have a menu there. Uh, only catch is that they only serve that item on the weekends. Uh, well, well, they're on the weekends. Yeah, so but perfect. I was t- I was planning to go to fr- France on Saturday, <clears throat> and then Sunday's the game. A few other good places to eat are Rosen Are you going to really go to France? I'm going to try. Yeah, you're that's take, the plan. You're taking the channel? Yeah. That's a, it's a great Giselle and Alex were planning to come with me to London. So, A few other good places to eat are Rosen Crown Excellent Fish and Chips, the original Hard Rock Cafe. Come, I'm not going to go to London and go to a Hard Rock Cafe. Only I mean, if thank you, you for the advice. But only if on. you want a salad. Okay. <laughs> when, you, when, you travel, when you travel out of the country, you know, you get a craving for a salad. Oh. And you always know if you go to a Hard Rock, you can, get a, you can get a salad. So when you travel out of the country, you get cravings for salad. I don't. Uh, okay, let's move on. A bit pricey, spelled C-E-Y, but still very good. Mother mash is okay if you're into mashed potatoes and sausage. Don't right. they call that bangers and mash? Yeah. Or mashed potatoes and meat pies, and their dessert is awesome. I can't think of any other food places in London that I visited. Oh, maybe this guy's not from London. He's just been there. Uh-huh. Okay, so that's all that. I see you're still looking up the... No, I'm trying to figure out how far away oh, it is okay. from... While you do I don't that, want to here's stay. his actual question: How many wide receivers do you think the Bucks will keep on the roster? I don't remember a Bucks team ever being this deep at that position. Mm-hmm. Really like to see Lodge, and by that he means uh, undrafted rookie Demarcus Lodge in action. Hopefully soon. You know, Demarcus Lodge hasn't practiced since the first day of camp because he pulled a hamstring. Right. But yeah, they. I think they really liked that kid through throughout the offseason. He was an undrafted free yep. agent from Mississippi, Ole Miss. Actually, had more better stats than that. Um, that guy that Seattle drafted that was all jacked up. Can't think of his name right now. They had three receivers drafted. Right. Uh, anyway, the guy who's like crazy fast. What number you think? Wait, let me finish. My oh. prediction is they keep six, which means they are likely right. carrying two QBs in the 53-man roster. It's a good point. If we do end up with two, I always tend to think of it as if we keep an extra receiver, then we're probably one, one fewer running back or tight end. But you could also earn a spot. I mean, you could also save yourself a spot if you only carry two quarterbacks, which I think is a possibility. I don't know what he's done in the past. I know we've carried three. He, hey, I looked, I looked it up, mm-hmm. and he had through most of his five years, uh, at least four of them in Arizona. He carried three quarterbacks for most of the season. But I think in most cases that had to do with injuries. They had a lot of injuries and, and a lot of shuffling okay. of quarterbacks. Right. Um, he was asked this question in the off season. He said his preference would be two, but it doesn't always work out that way. So we'll see. Um, I think we end up with keeping six receivers as yeah. does Chris here because I think a one of them has a good chance to be the kickoff or and or punt returner whether that be Bobo Wilson or Scotty Miller I think Scotty Miller just got a minor injury so he may be out for a little while but Bobo Wilson I think Bobo Wilson has looked good out there very good and I think he's a good I like him on on kickoff return he was good at it last year at the end of the year um, so yeah I mean Jameis was just down there raving about Bobo Wilson and Justin Watson, by the way, and I think it's pretty obvious you're going to keep um, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Brashad Perryman. And so that's five. And Scotty Miller, you'd probably like to see what you got with him. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, you can get to six pretty quickly, and now you're not even counting Lodge, like he says here, or another undrafted right. guy you, they you, like, Anthony you Johnson. Also, you also can hold him on the practice squad. That's true, yeah. So, you yeah. can have six up and keep a guy, and then you, you, you got to be, you got to get him through waivers, though, yeah. and get, you know, it's hard. If, if, if any of these guys blows up in the in preseason, Season. other yep. teams are going to be looking at him. They call that the eighth round of the draft mm-hmm. or the second draft. We've He's, done that. Yeah, we've had some good luck with that, like Carl Nassib as an example. I was just going to say. So um, you got to worry. If you really like a guy, you got to worry about getting him through the waivers into your practice squad. Um, uh, you know, after that, if you get into the practice squad, you can always inform them, hey, we know you're on the practice squad. You can still be signed by other teams. They can come calling, and that's fine. That's your right. But we like you a lot, and we don't want to lose you. So if you get a call, maybe at least give us a chance. They don't have to. They can go, hey, the B- Buffalo Bills called, and they want to sign me. And sometimes the team will go, okay, well, if you want to stay, we'll sign, we'll sign you to the active roster. And if, then they just have to do it before they really want to. And if you take a guy off the practice squad, you have to put him on your roster. You have to put him on – if you sign a guy from your practice squad to your active roster, that you have to keep him there for at least three weeks, too. Okay. Yeah, so, so you can't just play around with them. can't just play around with – yeah. That's the key. That's to protect the guys. That's yeah. to keep teams from screwing around with them. But, like, let's say you yeah. got – you sign a guy from the team's practice squad you're about to play, but it's just because you want to pump for information, mm-hmm. and then you cut him a week later. Yeah. There'd be a lot of that kind of stuff. Going sure, on. and it's also it's it's kind of like the old injury, uh, you know, put the guy yeah. on IR. Yeah, and, the Washington you know, Redskins stocking guys. You know, Washington was famous 55 for fifty-five players on yeah, IR. The uh, the Allen yeah. Redskins and were they, famous for that, and they changed the ruling. They changed the rule of because of that. Yeah. Yep. Then they then they kind of went back a little bit in the other direction by giving you that designated to return option, yes. and then they gave you two of them, which I think is good. Because sometimes you have to – if a guy's going to be out like eight or nine weeks, that's a tough decision because, well, it's it's hard to carry a guy for eight weeks right. on your 53 when you know he can't play. But on the other hand, if I put him on IR, then he's done. And in fairness, too, is, you know, medicine has improved, so guys get, can come back. It's not season-ending. So. Yep. All right. Well, that was fun. Yeah. That was and, quick. And, again, uh, thanks for the questions, yes. Gary, Alexander, and Chris. Hopefully, you know who we haven't heard from yet is our, our, our uh, nurse friend. Yes. She sends us lots of questions. Well, hopefully she's she's back into swing here. She says she uses this podcast to entertain her while she does housework. So right. maybe you're, while we were off the air, her house probably fell into disrepair. <laughs> she's really busy now. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, again, if you want to send us questions, um, you can email them as these three did to saltydogs at buccaneers.nfl.com. Don't forget that NFL part right in the middle because um, it's not just buccaneers.com. No. And uh, – you can, you know, you can try tweeting them at me if you want. You just got to tell me that you want the question to be in salty dogs rather than then, like a mailbag or yeah. something. So because um, you'll use them anyway. I'll use them in mailbags sure. or whatever. But I'll use them here if you say you want them salty, salty dogs. You want yeah. the salty dogs to talk about it. All right. Well, since you did, thanks for listening.